Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. So, I have a couple interesting thoughts today, and uh, so good to hear the Word of God in the middle of the day, isn't it? I mean, in the beginning of the day, it really shapes and changes the way your day actually goes, the way you are thinking, our just our conclusions, and then in the middle of the day, it's like a shot in the arm. It's like a triple espresso, right? I had a guy in the church one day make me a triple espresso, and I was bouncing, and I love coffee. I was bouncing around like a yo-yo the whole day, <laughs> and he was trying to get me into a quadruple espresso. I said, "Do you are you trying to kill me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, Mark 2.22, I want to consider newness, this theme on newness today. So, precious Father, thank you for each one here, those online today. Father, we thank you that you're on the throne. Behold, I make all things new. That's the crying out of the throne declaration today. And uh, we pray that you do a new thing in our heart as we hear the word today, as we mix faith with it, as we... <clears throat> just consider you. We'll give you the praise in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Hey, just by way of testimony, we were in Atlanta this weekend and um, just uh, a power packed weekend from crack of dawn on Saturday to the really got home at midnight on Sunday night. So <clears throat> just beautiful people down there. Just just a, a beautiful group of believers that are hungry to be connected, hungry to grow. And they're people that have been in our ministry way back in the Lennox years. So there's like four or five from the way back. And uh, just sitting with them and just um, there was a team of us that did evangelism down there and just did two meetings and a couple raps. And there's a good nucleus of people that just want to not only stay connected, but grow. So be praying for uh, God's will in Atlanta, uh, that God would um, do all that uh, he wants to see there. And just thinking about our country, just thinking about our, our nation, and just thinking about our city, it's just incredible how many needs there are. And um, in Atlanta, in particularly, there's a lot of churched people, but in our in our um, over the last few months, we've been just seeing, um, you know, not really much body life or grace orientation. A lot of churches, um, but you know, it's kind of like the culture. So when we engage people on the street, they're a little surprised that we're actually talking to them about God outside the church. So, uh, and then of course, when you, our message is so unique. The message of the gospel is Jesus plus nothing. And in the Bible belt, buckle, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I mean, it's Jesus plus something. Come to church or Jesus plus, you know, give your tithes and Jesus plus, um, you know, there's a whole scope of things, you know. So we had so much joy and, um, and God orchestrated divine appointments. So we're just going to continue to go there by faith and strengthen what we're you know, what remains there, and uh, <clears throat> two of the men down there are coming to the leadership conference, so it's good, right? Let's just invite people to be part of the blessing, amen? So if you think of that, 
um, just God is orchestrating the team and orchestrating um, just every step. It's incredible. And, and if God puts on your heart to visit a local assembly, you know, if God puts on your heart to do a mission, uh, even a short-term couple days, I mean, it's so energizing, you know. And um, not to mention what's going on here, being, being involved here. That's, that's the first, first step. So, okay, Mark chapter 2, I want to think about this, about newness. And one thing about newness is oftentimes we may know what newness is, but when we're walking in it, when we experience it, it's really life-transforming. Because our natural man is so, so geared to the old. It's so geared to, uh, you know, the old way of thinking, what happened in our past, and, and all the things that were comfortable, even in our own pain. And God says, I want to move you beyond it. I want to move you forward into me. I want to move you beyond the uh, the pain, and when they would make uh, when they'd make their burnt offerings in the Old Testament over and over, they had to remove the ashes off the altar before the next sacrifice because the old ashes would contaminate the new sacrifice. So I feel like in our own lives, the Bible's clear about this: is that we have to address the old. Old things are passed away. Behold. All things have become new. How many really believe that? Yeah, we do. Yeah. And we can believe it all day long. How much of us do we act in it? That's a whole nother ball game, right? And I'm not looking for hands or, or you know, uh, this, is, this is kind of rhetorical. But, but just to kind of say that, behold, I make all things new. That, that, that was the declaration of the throne room. So let me just say this in Mark uh, 222. Let's maybe start here in 21. No man also soweth a piece of new cloth to an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up away, taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. Okay? And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred, but new wine must be put in new bottles. So, by no means, do not misunderstand me. We are not saying that we should live in denial, suppression, repression, all these, all these uh, important arenas of things that can kind of overcome us. But, but moving forward, God says, I want you to put my newness in your, uh, in your heart in a new way a new expectation, a new imagination, a new language, a new faith dream, a new, not having the reference point of the old, but looking and expecting uh, from God in simplicity, right? In simplicity. And I love this in Psalm 19. It talks about in verse 7 that he makes wise the simple. He makes wise the the simple. And uh, in, in our lives, experience is good. Training is excellent. The old landmarks are very important. 
But newness, walking in newness, and I want us to look at this in Isaiah 43, is key to continuing, all right? Because if we just do it the same old way we've always done it, then what can happen is we can just enter into routine rather than relying on the Spirit, right? What happened to Joshua? Why did he lose the battle in Ai? Because he didn't inquire of the Lord. He simply did it. Oh, we had a victory, so we're just going to do it again. And we didn't even ask the Lord's direction. And what happened? They lost that battle, and they should have won it for sure. Uh, they were well able, and God taught them a very tough lesson, right? All right. Okay, uh, Isaiah 43, 19, uh, 18, very good verses here. And just think about something new in your life. You ever been in a new car? Don't you love the new car smell? That's beautiful, isn't it? Anybody like new car smell? We rented a brand new uh, Chevy Camaro in Atlanta just for fun. And there's a story behind that. But that was a, we broke it in a little bit. We tested bright yellow bumblebee, the banana mobile. We had a lot of fun with that car. It was definitely a conversation starter. <laughs> okay. 43.18, remember ye not the former things. Now, this is not talking about old landmarks. This is not talking about uh, history in the sense of, of, okay, this is the best it can be, so we might as well just, this is the best it's going to get, so we might as well just kind of relax and just continue. No, Israel, God is saying, I have so much prepared for you. I have so much prepared for you if you expect from me. Okay, uh, and he says, neither consider the things of old. And, and I think as natural, our natural mind, that's what we do. We kind of relate to the past and we say, well, those were the glory days. You know, I wish we had the glory days were back. No, no, God is saying, I want to do more. I want to do something new. My mercies are new every day in Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. If his mercies are new every day, then there's a provision for our lives every moment of the day, right? Right? Newness, right? Walking in the newness of life. Romans 6, 4. What does it mean to walk in newness? This verse helps us. Behold, I will do a new thing. I will. Who, who's speaking here? The Lord, right? Not me, right? I don't know what needs to happen, but if we're connected to the Spirit, the sensitivity from the Spirit will give us wisdom for our moments, right? Sensitivity to the Spirit will give us wisdom and action for our moments, right? So newness. Imagine having a friendship and looking at your friend as though he is brand new or she is brand new, not looking at them in the old and this is why not knowing people after the flesh, the only way that happens is if we, li if we live in newness. So it doesn't mean we live in denial. It just means we live with the expectation, okay, God, you are going to do something new in me. You're going to do something new in the person I'm looking at. And we, in the faith dream, the faith expectation, and the uh, just the, the simplicity comes back into our life. Because by nature, we're complicated. Anybody, comp anybody have any complicated thoughts today? Overthinking, 
right? Fear, anxiety, and stress, that is the complexity of man. It really is. But simple, the simplicity of grace deals with the complexity of man. It's awesome. God, today your, your mindset towards me is not of evil. It's, uh, you're not against me today. But the old might say, wow, did you remember what you did yesterday? And, you know, and all this old letter and old um, wineskins. And, and the, the, then God says, I've got a fresh manna for you today. I've got a fresh word for you today. But your head is in yesterday. Your head is in last week. Your head is 10 years ago. It's like trying to run with a pack on your back loaded with rocks. You know, I, I remember doing the Appalachian Trail with some guys and, and this guy was training to go to the military and he had a pack of rocks in the backpack. I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just training for, for my upcoming boot camp. I'm like, ah, wow. But spiritually, we can live like that. We can live in our past. It's like driving down the street, looking out the rear, uh, rear view mirror. What happens instead of the, the windshield, right? If we're looking backwards, we're going to crash into something uh, very obvious in front of us. All right, so just newness. What does God have new for me today? Well, there's so much. A new revelation of Him, a new, new joy, new mercies. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it, it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? What a question. <laughs> I'm not going to know the new thing of God if I'm living in my past. You know, that's why the finished work reality is that we are not uh, our sin. We are, we, God gives us the triumphant nature of our sin nature so that we're dependent on Him. There's forgiveness and restoration and reconciliation, all these things. But we are putting new wines into a new heart, a new spirit, new in this. So somebody may know you after the old, but God does not know you after the old. And somebody might remember my sin, but even God doesn't remember our sin. Just read the first the chapter of 103 of, of Psalms. And I, I spiritually get irritated, and that's a good word, when, when, when it's like, you know, and you ever go home and you're with family and they remember you when you were, you know, when you were a little one. They just know you after the flesh. Isn't that irritating? <laughs> and, and here you are, you're just in a new, you're just in a new thinking and you just, you're speaking things that are new and there's no capacity, right? And we love and pray and we, and we trust God that the Lord will minister life to, to those that are, that are living in the old, but we as Christians can be dragged back into the minutia, the swamp, and we can lose what God is doing in our heart by being consumed with ourselves. I will even make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. That's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen, naturally speaking. This is why I love the Spirit, right, because He does the impossible thing, right? My complexities of natural thinking and natural reasoning and all this, like, just the overanalyzation, and it just paralyzes us. And God is saying, can you set that aside and look at me again and trust me and just lay it all down and just lay down all the wounds and all the, all the logic? And I love logic, but we have to go beyond logic, right? 
All right, Philippians 3.13. How you doing? You doing all right? You encouraged yet? Okay. I don't know. We should keep going. Some of you don't look encouraged. No, just teasing. 3.13 of Philippians. Newness, the power of expectation. When I come to church, what am I expecting from God? Am I a consumer or am I a participator? Am I communing or am I just consuming? All right? It's interesting. You can, people can visit so many different churches. You know, I talked to one guy. He said this. He said, here in Baltimore, he said, he said I've been going to a lot of churches. He says, I have met more people in this church than my, the accumulation of my whole uh, church life. People, people want to know me. People, people, I feel known here, he was saying in so many words. God was doing a new thing in his heart, all right? How many times is it that we can be afraid of failure so we don't take that step? Oh, I may fail, or I might do it wrong. I might say the wrong thing. In so many words, so what? I mean, how on earth are you going to grow? How am I going to grow unless we take a new step, a new faith expectation, right? And what happens? What happens? Okay, let's say we do fail. Let's say we do mess it up. The new mercies come in, and, and to the believer that's alive spiritually, there's a correction, there's a conviction, and there's a beautiful action of, of, uh, of grace, isn't there? It's amazing. We were talking with a young man in Atlanta this weekend, and he was sharing his, his bad uh, church experience. And uh, he had a lot to say. And after a while, it was like, okay, we, we, we kind of were choking on it a little bit. Like, we got, your, we, got, we got what you're saying. Are you willing to step into something new? Well, I have trouble trusting people. Okay, I get it, but can you trust God? Well, I, I don't really know how. Well, let's, let's, uh, we can't uncomplicate the, 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 uh, the ball of wires here, but we can leave it and step into a new place and say, God, here I am. I'm scared to death. I'm vulnerable, but trans- I need something new <laughs> I need that new revelation. Otherwise, in Psalm 119, we will wander, right? So don't misunderstand me. We're not looking for like this. Um, God wants to make uh, the, the, the landmarks, the truth of the Word of God, n- brand new again, right? Brand new. And this is why the Bible is constantly speaking, constantly speaking. Amen? All right, Philippians 3.13, I love this. Ah. Uh, where are we here? 313. Okay. In relationships, this is very powerful, by the way. If I hold grudges and I'm bitter and I'm throwing back in my relationship what's old, guess what? It's going to get worse. It's going to get even more. But if I initiate newness, what happens? Then the oldness has nowhere to go. Romans 6, 4, we walk in the newness of life because we've been dead and buried in Christ. We let go, in 3.13 here, of those things that are old. It says, Behold, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing, I forget those things which are behind and reach forth unto the things which are before. So we're not talking about denial here, but I love uh, a teaching Pastor Stevens has done in over the years, many years, called Replacement replacement, where, okay, something is broken and fractured, and it's old. It's something that's toxic. It's something that 
steals my joy. It's something that causes me to fear or causes us to be paralyzed or insecure. God's saying, I want you to initiate newness and grab a hold of that newness. And the power of the new thought, the new revelation, the new, the new spirit will fill and take care of that old. And then what happens? We're so, we're so much feasting on the new that the old, we forget it. It no longer has our front view. It no longer has our attention. It no longer has our, our amazement. So in relationships, we have new beginnings, new thinking, uh, and new... Let's look at Romans 6.4. Uh, we have a new way of relating. New, a new way of relating to people. You know, in marriage, after the years go by, my wife and I celebrate 25 years in January. I can't even believe it, actually. Uh, and and what, it's a miracle, actually. <laughs> and most married men might say that. But honestly, how do you survive in marriage, right? Uh, because of newness, right? You know, after the honeymoon, the romance period, even on the mission field, things can get old, predictable. You know, very, our expectations can start going very low. And God is saying, no, look to me, behold me, consider me. Uh, and this is a choice, isn't it? This is a choice, right? Right? Hello? Oh, okay. You're awesome. Okay. 6-4. Okay, I love this. No, okay, uh, therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. See, this doesn't happen unless we let go and let God. This doesn't happen unless we say, Lord, it doesn't have to happen my way here. And we're just before the Lord in death and then resurrection in Romans 8, 11. We were saying this, and Steve's back there. We were, we, we were going to the airport at 4 a.m. in the morning, and it's like, uh, you know, those red eyes on the way up and the red eye on the way back. It's like we had so much joy, you know, for many reasons because we're half out of our mind, but we were walking in the Spirit, Romans 8, 11, the same power that raised Christ from the dead can give you new strength, can quicken your mortal body. So when the devil, see, the devil has no creativity. He just keeps throwing the old in 2 Corinthians five seventeen. This is who you are. This is what you did. This is what you, you know, old, old, old. It's like, it's like antique, like antiquity in my thinking. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> the Bible says this. The, the, the ways of God say this. I'm going to walk in the newness of life. The newness of life. It's like wearing a new pair of shoes, right? I love new pairs of shoes, right? takes a little while to break them in, but newness, never been used, never been experienced, never been uh, touched or, or uh, enjoyed. It's amazing. So just to close us out here today, Isaiah 43, let's let God do a new thing. Let's say I've been coming to church for a long time. Okay, God, I want you to do a new thing in my heart. I want to hear the word of God with gladness. I want to hear. I want to enjoy that song, and not know the song leader after the flesh, but pray for that song leader. 
pray for that pastor. Pray for that newcomer that comes to church, right? And, and, and the unregenerated life is just, just old, isn't it? And we can be held hostage, can't we? We can be held hostage. But speak newness. Speak newness, right? Right? Speak it like, okay, God, I'm in Bible school. <clears throat> I want to have a new expectation, a new capacity. <clears throat> I want to have a new faith dream. If the Lord tarries, what could God do in our city? Pastor gave some awesome uh, faith thoughts today in our staff meeting about teenagers and young people in our city, right? It doesn't have to go the same old way, right? Right? In our nation, if the Lord tarries. I'd love to see 100 new churches in our, in our nation in the next 25 years. That's a crazy thought, but why not, right? Those that know their, know their God will do great things, right? Right? So it's not a numbers thing, but my expectation, what am I expecting from God today, Right? What am I expecting? And uh, this is such a good thought because uh, God can do anything. You know, one convicting verse that I was thinking about when Jesus was in his hometown, he was ready to heal. But what happened? He didn't heal. Why didn't Jesus heal in his hometown? <coughs> there was no belief, right? See, there's no expectation, right? The power of expectation, the power of belief. So there's a lot of negativity in our world today, everywhere. People are just talking about nothing. I mean, in a lot of ways, I mean, it's something, but it's nothing in the regards to faith. But let's speak newness. What, what, is, what is the message that's needed? Christ and Christ crucified, but that's not the end of it. He's risen. He's risen. He's alive today. <clears throat> addiction is not the end of the story, right? Sin is not the end of the story. My past is not the end of the story. God is saying, I'm, I'm rewriting your story. I'm rewriting your story. Isn't that amazing? And that's the message we have for people. And we're, we're helping them believe that. We're, maybe we're believing it for them. We were talking with a young lady uh, at a rap this weekend, and she said, you know, and there, a guy was 19 years in, in meth, and God healed him in one day. I hear that very few times, but I think this is the second time I've ever heard that. And this guy's on fire for God. God did a new thing in his life. He could not get himself out. He could not, and what did he do? He came into a body of believers, a new place, a new space, and God says, okay, you took a step by faith. I'm going to meet you and heal you. And this guy's on fire. He called us, uh, what was it, Steve? He called us pavement warriors. That's a, good, that's a good word for soul winners, right? Pavement warriors. We're going to trademark that, by the way. It's good. And you are tr you're pavement warriors here. But I just challenge you, don't, don't, don't just live in the old routine. Spice it up, right? Because God might be right there to rewrite something, rewrite the old saga. Amen? Amen. Lord, thank you today. Thank you, Lord, that your word is, 
brand new, and you have a faithful, uh, you are faithful to us, Lord, in more ways than we can understand. Lord, help us to expect from you as we rest in you, as we hear you, Lord, and um, bring newness into our situations, into our relationships, into our into our workplaces, into our marriages, maybe into even just, um, and uh, Lord, we just know that sometimes you spice it up to make it new again, and we just ask that you give us that grace for change, and that you would rewrite the old, the old, and, and make it new in our hearts, Lord, and it's you that do that, and uh, just may these thoughts be personal and practical, but also revolutionary in our minds today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.